Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. What is this? A uh, some sort of takeover? Is that what this is? What is this? This is all Dan Seaman's plan. See. <laughs> yeah. This is what they have in mind of the Hubbard family. <laughs> Welcome, Don Shelby. Thank you very much, Rook. It's great to be on the program for uh, about a thousand different reasons, some of which I'll share with you. First of all, it's great to be back on uh, radio in any capacity. But it's particularly interesting to me to be back on the air uh, in this position of uh, the sitting-in mayor for Joe Souchere. Did you like the deputizing ceremony? Are you okay? Are you still sore? I'm sore on the shoulders. You didn't have to hit me that hard <laughs> you took it well. with the scepter. He but kept I... saying, thank you, sir, may I have another? I said, this is not Animal <laughs> House, Don. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, the uh, the swearing-in ceremony okay, the good. best. Good. But uh, you forgot that I'd stopped drinking. Uh, 38 years that ago. That I did, so I'm going to pass yeah. that on to Reavers. So Reavers will take care of that. <laughs> well, it's an odd thing he did too. before we left the room. And Don, it's an odd thing, too, because we did have the swearing-in ceremony, but then shortly after we had the swearing-at ceremony where Patrick came in and just started hurling insults your way. <laughs> how the are you? What's so going you, on? You took that all very, very well, sir. Well, let me tell you this. Um, I have been the punching bag of Patrick Royce ah. and Joe Souchere for... Uh, the last 40 years. You have. Yes. And my name has been said quite often mm-hmm. uh, from the garage. Yes. And uh, from the mayor's podium. Exactly. And from time to time, I would actually call in. <laughs> it was the, to it was try the, to the defend Bush myself. Jacket, wasn't it? Wasn't it, that it? It was the, the Bush jacket. We had the, we had the, uh, yeah. the, the film in there. And the oh, it was the gun. leather jacket that I eventually gave to Sush. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Why is he wearing a leather jacket? But he loved leather jackets. Of course he did. So I gave him, I, I sent him my leather jacket. But so what I realized that was, what was going on, he never beat me up, or Patrick never beat me up in the same way that, say, a Jason Lewis would. Um, gotcha. And this was during the period of time I was on the other station doing mm-hmm. radio as well as television. And so the question always uh, came up, why Why do you still like Joe Souchere with all the smack talking? And I said, because it is smack talk. It's like basketball. Right. Um, two competitors on the floor uh, talking. And uh, sometimes unkind things are said in smack talk. In fact, I think that's the reason for smack talk. Sure. But uh, off air, uh, I always uh, adored Joe. I adored him as a, for a journalist. I adored him for garage logic. Yep. And people say, wait a minute, you are uh, pulls apart in terms of politics. Right. Well, let that be a lesson to you, that you can have different opinions in life and still be friends. Right. I don't understand why the country has turned the way it has, where everyone with a different opinion than yours is the enemy. I don't understand it. 
It's, you know, you make a good point, and I, we should uh, also just, Don Shelby's filling in. We have affiliates. Everybody knows who you are already. Thank you but for we do, that. we do want They to. may not still know who yes. I am. Yes. So, they may once have known. But you're, you're getting into a topic that I want to re- return to for a second, okay. but I, I want to um, go over your street creds for being a deputy mayor of Garage Logic. Thank you. Um, how many years in TV? 55. 55 years in TV. Yes. Radio, probably, what, close to 20? Uh, easy. Easy, close to 20. Yeah. So uh, you've done both mediums, television and radio. You were the right. uh, the big anchor on uh, Channel 4. Uh, then you had a, a, tel- a radio show on WCCO Radio. Right. Then you were also, you can be seen with uh, Channel 2 for some of their... Um, uh, Fundraisers, shall we say. Well, have done that and also have done special programming. So the uh, for PBS and TPT uh, shot at TPT, but then run across the uh, nation on PBS stations nationwide. Um, the conversation with Bill Moyers that I did, okay. uh, I think, a year and a half or two years ago, won the Emmy. I'm 70 years old. Congratulations. And I, won, I, I won the Emmy. I'm 71 now, but when I was 70, I won the Emmy. Uh, for that, and I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying uh, you're I'm not, still I, in the game. This is street cred. This still is street credibility here. <laughs> just want to say I'm still in the game. <laughs> yes. And we're going to do the same thing with Ken Burns uh, on September 10th. Oh, cool. okay. So I'll get a chance to, uh, this will be my third interview with uh, Ken. Both two others were on, one was on radio, one was not uh, broadcast. And then this one is, and it's going to be a redux of one that I did at the History Center with him. But how did you uh, find Ken? See, now I have to start making notes because we have to. No, I just I went I, I went in the History Center and then went downstairs and there he was. Oh, oh, you want oh. to know how I found him? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute, now. <laughs> no. Imagine that it's you two a, running it's into a each joke. other. Joke, right? It's right. a joke. So no, he um, he was he came to the station that that other station on radio yep. because he was uh, promoting. Uh, one of his pieces. Sure. He he travels around, of course, and does that every time he puts out a new doc series. And I can't remember exactly what that was, but uh, we spent some time. But he has just finished one on the Mayo Clinic. And it will be a long one, like the Vietnam piece, which is yeah. 11 hours. So uh, it's kind of hometown stuff that we're going to talk about a little bit. But mostly we're going to talk about what he's been doing with uh, his whole idea of history whether he, he thinks uh, history is linear or cyclical, uh, can we learn from history? Is that the reason he keeps showing us history? Right. Is, is it to be entertaining or is it to teach us something about our past? And is there something to go back to or anything to learn from in all of this history work? So that's uh, going to be the Ken Burns thing. Okay. But the one thing you did leave out, which I'm very proud of, that was in 1980, started the WCCO-TV I-Team, the oh, yeah. investigative unit, and then that one. The original man the, jumping out of bushes and, hey, sir, did you have the report with you? Did you? And you know what? I remember that. I said, I'm so glad you did that because we wrote a manifesto when we first uh, started the I-Team, and we said, Rook, we will never chase anyone with a microphone. Oh, okay. Because it was unfair because Anyone who didn't want an interview would pull their coat up over their head right. and run away from right. you, which makes a person look guilty. They may not be guilty of what you were Very going true. to ask them. Very true. So, but just that idea of approaching people. So we surreptitiously <laughs> interviewed them. We would wear wires <laughs> okay, and just have right. conversations well, with them. Do? Yeah, because it's one. It's a one-party state. So right. as long as we agreed to it, <laughs> and then they would end up on television. But 
we uh, we won three national Emmys. I did uh, not know day. you were the uh, you were at the uh, the the birther of uh, the yes. I team. Yeah. I remember that as a you know in eighty I was twelve years old, so yeah. I, I wasn't always watching the news, but we had it on all the time. You know, my mom sure. and dad. So, well, congratulations. That's yeah, you're that, to be commended because then everybody else copied you after that. And yeah, that's the biggest. Yeah, the I team became a franchise all across the, the United States. And investigative journalism, of course, we were coming up with a sweep of the Woodward and Bernstein, the 72. Sliding the uh, manila envelope stuff. in the parking oh, yeah. garage. And, and, and we uh, called in uh, uh, former FBI agents, because none of us knew how to really do investigations. Right. Uh, we were just reporters. And we knew how to ask questions, and we knew where documents were, but we didn't know how to do investigations. And, and our job back in that day was never to climb inside somebody else's investigation which is happening with the Mueller case, for instance. Right. Uh, reporters are saying, uh, this is what we've learned. But they're learning that from inside the investigation. They're not doing the investigation themselves. Okay. The reporters are. Sure. And, and, and shame on, on journalism for not being original in, in the sense that they're going after fresh information exclusively mm-hmm. that they can get. Wow. Uh, the state of, uh, you know, Joe always talks about... Um, Reporting isn't what it used to be. Oh, it isn't. And that, that transfers. And he's not only talking about uh, the newspaper, he's talking about you know, television as well. Where Absolutely. It's as if some of the news editors or the news directors or assistant news directors are just there. The parents are gone for the summer. And there's just, there's really no rhyme or reason. Let me uh, kind of tell you an anecdote. So in uh, 2010, I announced uh, my retirement. Mm-hmm. And then again um, in 2011. And 2011, <laughs> 2012. No, no, in fact, I'm just giving you. No, no, no. I know. I appreciate it, Chris, because because Brett Favre was actually he was in the midst of that whole situation of I'm retiring. No, I'm not. I'm coming back. No, I'm retiring. And he did a bit on my final show. On WCC, oh, he, he did? did, yeah. Oh wow! So he came on and, and did retirement that. isn't what it used to be. Yeah. No, wait, no, that was reporting. But it was, it was an interesting, nice thing that uh, Brett did. But he said, "That's uh, cool." He said, "You've been uh, protecting uh, old number four for a long time." Oh, well, we've uh, been tired. But that's something that is good. very cool. Now, where were you cool. leading though? Where was where, where were you leading to before that? Oh, uh, so when I was trying to tell them, they didn't say, "Oh, please stay." Oh, oh you're right, you right. can't leave. They wiped their brow and they run. did because I was uh, what Joe would be. I was a stick in the mud uh, because I uh, maintained and cling to uh, clung yeah. to the uh, the idea of journalism as a public service and the informed opinion was paramount. Right. And objective, observable fact was what we needed to put on the air, not just opinions. Um, and so uh, then marketers got a hold of uh, the idea that broadcasting could be really a moneymaker. Rook, in 1973, I was a news director in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, the news director, I mean, I'm sorry, the station manager, the owner, walked mm-hmm. in the room and said, congratulations, this is the first time in the history of this market that the news department has made any money because the uh, FCC had a rule that, that it had to do news, and it was a public service, and it was a loss leader. It just cost tons and tons of money to sure. do news, but nobody watched it. Nobody cared. 
And so marketers got a hold of it and said, this could be a great profit center for us if we wanted to do something sure. really serious. And so they would uh, ask the audience, what would you like to see on the news? Right then was the beginning of the demise of both uh, newspaper credibility and, and broadcast credibility in journalism, where you turn the editorial values over to people who are looking for something they want to know about, but not necessarily need mm. to know about. So the tension has always been between what people want to see and what people need to see. And so what you saw was an amalgamation where you tried to smuggle news in from time to time because you were doing so many recipes and trends and, you know, the the dog and the cat right. and, and whatever story about the uh, little old lady who was uh, helped across the street. Right. All good stories, but not news stories, not telling you what the uh, the matter that was uh, in the minds of the framers of the Constitution who said we need to protect the press so it can tell the people about what's going on in government. Right. And it can't make any law protecting that. Um we can carry on this conversation for hours continue. and hours and hours, we Rook. We got a lot to get to. We still got to get back to politics. We got to get to. Uh, we got to talk about the show. We got to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So we'll do. Can I interrupt you? I May would I like, interrupt. You? I would love for you to interrupt me. All right, we're going to be right back, Mister Don Shelby, in for Garage Logic today. We'll be back very soon. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Well, it's not exactly Joe Suchere. My name is Don Shelby, and I'm sitting in the chair of the mayor of Garage Logic, and I am uh, pleased to be here. And you may... Uh, if you're still listening, after you've heard that uh, Don Shelby is sitting in for Joe Souchere. Uh, <laughs> if you I, haven't heard that you. click, yes, no. <laughs> I thank you for that because uh, I love Joe Souchere. And, Rookie, I have to tell you this. I know that one person is listening right now, and you, that's Barbara Shelby. That's your wife. Yes. And she says, uh, first of all, to say to you, she loves you. Thank you. She says you got a basket of children. Yes. And uh, she loves it when you talk about them. <laughs> yeah. And she loves your humor and she loves your imitations. And now I have to tell you blush. that even though uh, while I was on that other station, mm -hmm. I would come home and say, Barbara, what do you think of that interview today? <laughs> uh, uh, I said, you didn't listen. You were listening to Joe, weren't you? <laughs> you, were, you were listening to Garage Logic. You yes. Know, so, so on on the radio at home is only fifteen hundred. Oh, that's wonderful! And, and, and I knew this about your bride, the time. and I love her right back. I I knew that she was a listener to Garage Logic, even throughout. I know she's every once in a while, you know, tune into your your little show you had over there on the big, <laughs> big evil neighbor. But um, I was aware of that, and I thank you, Barbara, for because we preceded your show, so she was already hooked. Yes, and then yeah. you know nothing can. Even a even a, a sound marriage, uh, Garage Logic or, or CCO cannot rip that apart. You know, Garage <laughs> Logic true. just seals it. Together. That's true. She was married to Garage Logic, I think. Well, thank you, Barbara, for so long. I'm sorry we're we're sneaking off the air, but we'll find a way for you to uh, 
to listen to Don, us. Don, much like that, um, my dad, about maybe a month or two in, into working with Joe and Rook on the station, went, wow, you know, you're, I heard you on the radio. Yeah, Dad, I've, I've been in the business for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> See, all he did was listen to the GL. <laughs> oh, but well, those were, I mean, think about it. And you were on, okay, the you were on, uh, the two big competitors were uh, 830 and 1500. Right. And they competed from day one. On the AM dial. Right, from yes. day one. Right. And those, my kids, the, the basket of kids that I have, they know that I'm on the radio. Uh, they list, They occasionally listen. But the 25-year-old doesn't listen to AM radio like they used to. Right. And that is what's, that's what has, you know, changed uh, uh, 830, 1500. Um, online, it's off the charts. Joe is having, sure. Joe already has a great podcast that's well attended. So, and what we do is we just repodcast the show. Sure. But yeah. now it's, it's going to change a bit. And it is, um, it's sad, but you know what? It's just a new beginning. Well, I suppose uh, you can be philosophical about that, but I, I don't have to be particularly philosophical because I don't have to suffer the pain that you're uh, going through. And I know it is painful when after 25 years of your life dedicated to uh, doing something brand new on radio and taking a chance that we could do something clever and creative and informative uh, while taking uh, positions on a number of issues and influencing us just uh, untold numbers of, of uh, members of the public, that to have that rug, in essence, pulled out from under you has got to be a, uh, an extremely sad moment for you, I can only imagine, for Joe. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, we're always full disclosure, we want to still be doing this. I, I still want to, I don't, September 8th, I don't know what I'm going to do because I won't be required. Uh, I might still be around here anyway, you know, putting stuff away or, sure. or cleaning out my desk. But uh, the mo going through the motions of, uh, of seeing, you know, the guy downstairs, Marvin, that's been here, who's in the garage. Hey, Marv, how you doing? How's your, you know, how's your wife doing that? That's the stuff I'll miss. And that always. Everything there bleeds onto uh, into the show. Joe doing something, or if I have a garage sale, hey dummy, what you know? It's it's parts of my life that uh, one time my daughter was up to bat at a saw high school softball game, <laughs> and the umpire said right before, "Hey, is your dad the rookie?" <laughs> and she kind of stopped, and you know she didn't expect that, it, but it's just their whole lives. Uh, it's all been on the air. Every one of their births, every one of their you know. Uh, Stupid things they did or dumb things I did in front. I mean, that's been that's been probably the most. Um, how do I say it? it's? It's really. I'm thankful that I got to do it, but it just seems like it's part of my life. It 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 didn't seem special that I, you know, I was just talking to Joe about my family and you you. I have people come up to fair. I know your daughter once started in nursing. Now she wants to teach, and then they'll give advice about that. Right. That's what I'll miss because. Um, I'm not going to have that, you know, daily interaction with folks unless they, you know, whatever happens on the other side. I want it to be normal. I, my normal is this. And that's the part that's just makes my stomach turn. What's also important is it's the normal for your children for their entire lives. You've been the rookie on Garage Logic. Yeah. And 
you can't underestimate the impact it's had on them and will continue to have on them because you are such an important, you and Joe uh, and Patrick are such important voices in our uh, community because I would listen from time to time. And your show? No, because, you know, I was, <laughs> I would be able to I would listen to you at the beginning okay. before I went on. Right. And uh, so I could, I was three to six, so mm-hmm. I could listen to the uh, earlier parts. And uh, as opposed to, as I said, Jason Lewis, uh, who was just always mean to me. Uh, <laughs> and, and Joe having a, a particular uh, political point of view. And I suppose... Uh, uh, I'm regarded as having a particular uh, point of view mm-hmm. that here's the difference. I would listen to something he said and say, he's got a point uh, to have your mind open enough to be able to say to the other side, right. who's told you something that doesn't agree with your, your worldview that they have a point that they've in, they've added to my information base right. in some way. Uh, and especially the best way to communicate, I think, is through humor. And when he could make something funny at, that was actually at base serious, yeah, then uh, it always struck me. And I thought he handled that deftly, and, and he'll continue to handle it deftly on the podcast. And I urge people who are not familiar with how podcasts work to uh, learn how it's done, because there's going to be announcements coming out. Uh, from uh, ESPN 1500, from the entire KSTP family, about where you can find it. But you're going to need some skills right. if you haven't done it before. But you can uh, listen to it live, but you can also, that will go up uh, somewhere in a file where you can listen to it anytime you want to. And that's what your oldest son is doing, is uh, yeah, living that, that brand new life that I'm not going to be appointment radio, that I have to be sitting in my car at 1 o'clock to catch Garage Logic, I can catch it right before I go to bed. I can catch it in the morning driving to work. Our former North Star buddy, Steve Payne, he said, that's that's the only way I listen. That's yeah. the only way I listen is uh, I download the podcast. And, you know, people do it all. The greatest thing is people can do it all across the country, all across the world. There are kind of some military people that are, you know, uh, spaced everywhere. We get emails from them, and, and they'll we'll make it easy enough for you to find it. Good. Oh. Let's take a break, Rook, and then we'll come back and have uh, some more conversation and uh, maybe get some news from Johnny. Representative. Commencing garage logic segment number three. A lot of interesting things in the news headlines these days. Uh, We've just come uh, through a primary election, and so the field is set for uh, November. Haven't seen what the Secretary of State has said about the breakdown of how many Democrats and how many Republicans turned out, but we do know the largest turnout for a primary election in decades. Johnny Haidt in here with the uh, KSTP headlines. And Johnny, uh, have you heard from the Secretary of State? Do we know anything yet? I have not seen a breakdown of a Democrat-Republican, no, uh, not at all. All As of 7 o'clock in South St. Paul by Kaposia Elementary, we had 708 primary votes. Wow. Well, they said, uh, what, since 1992, it's the biggest turnout. 
And there uh, was a line. We, there was a so. line there in the uh, in the school that I t- which was good for a primary. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. a good number should be, but that's uh, I was I was happy with that. Yeah. You can't read anything into that, though. I think Johnny that, mm-hmm. that uh, a big turnout doesn't favor one side or the other. Oh, it's probably all those lefties. <laughs> could be, Ooh, yeah. lefties. Could be, could be the big gigantic blue wave. <laughs> it's uh, sunny and eighty-five degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Uh, sports headlines: Twins and Pirates playing down at Target Field this afternoon. Uh, started okay for the Twins. It has not huh. stayed okay for the Twins. It's now 4-2 to two Pirates in the fourth inning. Jose Barrios started for the Twins. Uh, he has already been lifted in the top of the fourth of that ball game. The Lynx lost to Chicago last night. Their chances of having a home game early in the playoffs are lessening. The WNBA playoffs, I did not know this, uh, they changed the format. They're now single elimination games through the first two rounds. So what? It's, it's Just one a, winner takes all? It's a do or die for the first couple rounds, and then the uh, championship series is a five Did they do that because series. they added more teams from last year? Uh, yeah, I don't think so, Chris. Why no. would that be? Wouldn't it be beneficial for the owners of the Players Association to have uh, two or three games? Chris, what do you think about that? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the one-word answer. Got, Got it. it. Got it. News notes from today. Uh, we should mention this, first of all. Interstate uh, 94 in Maple Grove did reopen shortly after noon today. That was about six hours after it was closed because of a fatal crash. At least one person died in the crash at Brockton Lane in which a semi was heading west on I-94, crossed through the median, mm. and hit four eastbound vehicles during the commute this morning. One person also airlifted to North Memorial Medical Center at Robbinsdale. Uh, the uh, interstate there, 94, is back open. Isn't there a rail there? There is. I've been reading, though, they sometimes are not strong enough to stop a semi. Okay. Uh, they, they will stop a car, but okay. not, uh, not the semi. President Trump endorsing GOP governor candidate Jeff Johnson and GOP congressional candidate Pete Stauber after their Minnesota primary wins last night. Johnson, of course, beat former Governor Tim Pawlenty, derailing his bid to reclaim his older job. In a tweet, the president congratulating Johnson for winning, in his words, against a very strong and well-known opponent. Trump also congratulating Stauber, who won the GOP primary for the 8th District congressional seat. In the Attorney General's matchup, another closely watched race, U.S. Rep. Keith Ellison won the DFL primary for Minnesota Attorney General. He will face Republican Doug Wardlow in the November election. Did he? Uh, um, uh, uh, I can't think. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Did he <laughs> tell them well wishes via Twitter? Or yes, was it yes. He, tweet, he tweeted. Wow. Uh, there were a lot of tweets from the Jeff president Johnson? this morning. He uh, he covered, boy, I don't know, seven or eight okay. states. So he, All uh, right. So it's just, you know, one of those things where they just kept coming one after the other. Today. Okay, I'm going to turn my uh, mouth back off again. He, he also tweeted this morning, uh, this one. Uh, Congratulate. Uh, That's what I was looking for. This one obviously uh, meant sarcastically the president wishing Representative Maxine Waters an 80th happy birthday today. Happy birthday to the leader of the Democrat Party, Maxine Waters, Trump tweeted. Waters, of course, isn't the leader of the Democratic Party, but she is a leading critic of the president. During a recent interview with MSNBC, Waters said her birthday wish would be to have Trump removed from office. The two have exchanged barbs in the past. Waters repeatedly calling for Trump's impeachment and Trump calling her a, quote, low IQ person. Now, there's an example of what you were talking about earlier <laughs> that that's probably, they're probably never going to uh, go on each other's radio shows. You know what I'm saying? No, that's so not speak. in the future. No. They don't, they don't get it. Either one of those two don't get it. Yeah. More than 20 people fallen ill from suspected drug overdoses on the New Haven Green. City officials said 18 people taken to hospitals this morning and three others fell ill last night. 
Fire Chief John Alston said the victims apparently consumed K2 synthetic marijuana, but investigators will await toxicology test results to confirm that. Luckily, uh, no deaths reported and several people still in the hospital. Johnny, how nervous are you actually doing this newscast in front of an actual yeah. newsman? It's, it's yeah, right. kind of shaken. It's, it's I'm bad. watching. Yeah. And he's old school. He's watching like Joe. He and might, I'm listening. He might have questions and say, well, really, John, well, what kind of car was that? Yeah, and I have to answer. <laughs> right. I don't know the answer. He's got his score sheet out like it's a ball game. Yeah. Right. Ooh, I did not let that in. Yeah, oh, no. A, a Utah girl's sneaky shopping spree. You should be able to identify with this, Rook. Utah Girl's sneaky shopping spree is gaining widespread attention online after her cousin shared the story on Twitter. Rhea Dialu tweeted a photo of her six-year-old cousin, Caitlin, standing on the sidewalk with several Amazon boxes that had just been dropped off by the delivery man. Caitlin looks pleased with the delivery. Her parents were not. A Dialu writing on her Twitter, My badass little cousin just ordered $300 worth of toys without my aunt and uncle yes. knowing. This is a Gabriel special. Oh my God. My eighth yeah, grade. You want to you turn that one-click feature off when you've got kids in the house? <laughs> the problem is, I think I don't know how to do it, and he does. He bought, he bought a, uh, a, a hoverboard from China. Uh, really? Like three years ago? Yeah, it was yeah, about three And, ago. I mean, stuff comes from Amazon, and so he's basically hacked into the, our account, <laughs> and we don't know when it's coming or what, so he's had a talk to about How'd this get here? Right. Oh, I don't know. I may have looked at this once, and it, there it is, sold, and it's on the way. Apparently, six-year-old Caitlin spent 350 bucks on toys and games. Yeah. Uh, the photo of the cousin standing with a stack of Amazon boxes has received a plethora of comments. Some people amused. Others, of course, are on the parent side of this. Uh, as far as whether or not these toys go back, there was no word on the Twitter feed whether or not Caitlin's mom would be sending them back. Johnny, thank you very you much. Bet. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you back later on in the program, of course, and we're going to be hearing uh, much more about these uh, election results as the, the day goes mm-hmm. by. And then you can hear more, of course, on KSTP radio and uh, throughout the day on uh, KSTP television. University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Not Shelby sitting in for Joe Suchere today with uh, great respect for Joe and Patrick Royce and the Rook. And very, very honored to be asked to sit in, uh, especially with the uh, terrible news that uh, the show is coming to an end, but we'll have a future on uh, podcast. I was speaking a moment ago about uh, KSTP Television Channel 5. And uh, speak of the devil, uh, Dave Dahl is hanging out. Dave, big dude, how's your jump shot? Very poor right now. Very poor. (laughs) I can't get off the ground anymore. You know, I'm bone on bone on my left knee. Since the days we were playing basketball together. I mean, we used to. We used to ramble a little bit. That was fun. Yeah, you you are very good. I don't know what you're like now, but you were very good back then. You did hit that three-pointer a lot. (laughs) His his current, I saw it off the air, his current vertical jump, uh, he can clear about a, a piece of paper right now. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's right. Hey, that's better than I can do. Um, I, I start jumping around, and I get back problems. So I, I had to give up the game, but I, I love basketball. You it's were one, tough. One you were an favorites. awfully great competitor. Where well, did thanks. you guys play together? We played uh, like a pickup? That's celebrity stuff. Celebrity, oh, celebrity stuff. Yeah, celebrity oh, games. Some guy's backyard. Yeah. Don't yeah. show up and, at 10. Jim Wilson's and, house. And every once in a while, uh, when it wasn't celebrity stuff, we would uh, 
rent a gymnasium space yes. someplace and just bring people in. Yes, that and, was fun. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of like the Gary Shandling yeah, thing or the George Clooney thing. Was, show up on the air the next day with yeah. black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he even ice pack under right, his yeah. suit? Exactly. Uh, well, thanks it, for calling me, guys. I appreciate it. I'll be over, <laughs> over here again. Okay. It's, what can we expect coming up here, Dave? Well, Don, right now it's 85 degrees, heading for a high today of about 87 degrees. It's less humid, so it doesn't feel quite as bad as it was yesterday. Yesterday's high was 91, uh, but it was a lot more humid yesterday as well. We are more comfortable because we've had a weak little cool front push through. Uh, didn't produce, unfortunately, enough for rainfall to help out our yards and gardens. Uh, but we could use a little bit more, and we may get some late in the weekend. But until that time, dry, 63 tonight, 84 tomorrow, up to 88 on Friday. We're going to stay up there around 88 Saturday. A chance of thunder, though, develops Sunday. That's going to cool us off next week as we head toward that state fair. Uh, 70s for highs most of next week, which is uh, a lot more comfortable. 85 out there right now, Don. How many state fairs, Dave, have you done? You know, I, I tried to calculate that. I've been there for, for this is my 41st year. I uh, turned that uh, July 29th was my 41st year. And I think I started going to them when I was about three years in. So it's about 38 wow. state fairs I've had. And did you uh, do your shows from the state fair? You know, we we have. We've done all, I think, ever since. Not the late shows, though. I think in the very beginning, we just did the early shows out there. But I can't remember when we started doing the 10 o'clock out there. But we started doing that. And I know CCO, um, they did all their shows out there. And I think that's kind of why we started uh, doing ours. So thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> well, glad, glad to help you out yeah, there. Right. Don't do but, me any more favors. But I, I want to break the bad news to you, old man. Here is the deal. You have spent... More days at the state fair, the Minnesota State Fair, uh, than there are days in a year. <laughs> you have spent an entire work year That's right, at 12? the state fair. Wow. Well, you know, when we first started, though, it was only 10 days long. I don't know if you can that. <laughs> yeah. It was only 10. And then... Okay, well, just add that up 41 <laughs> times 10. What does that come to? <laughs> Not enough. Wow. And that's something. Wow. Really something. Yep. All right. We're going to have you back on later on and look forward to uh, any updates you have Sounds uh, good. on the weather forecast. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. And we'll be back right after this. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. This is Don Shelby sitting in for Joe Souchere today and doing so with honor. Glad that uh, my friend is taking some time off and uh, and facing, uh, uh, I think, a very interesting future with the new podcast coming up. Yes, this it might be a podcast within a podcast. How's just that to work? see how he uh, <laughs> handles technology, and you know he's so used to. You know, you're a calm, cool, reclined right now. You're in your element. Yes. That's how he is. I don't want him to go into a a, a different studio and say this is different. I want right. I want what's what is his normal. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I have a tweet to share with you, Mr. Shelby. Uh, loyal yes. listener Jeff Beamish, he does uh, weather out in Tucson, Arizona. He said, love the fact that Shelby's on today for Joe had the honor of working with him at CCO. Yes. A, true's pro, a true pro's pro. Well, isn't that nice? That's cool. My goodness. KV, KVOA, I believe, in uh, out in Tucson. We used to, from time to time, on weathercasts, 
have the Arizona people in our affiliates do our weather for us. <laughs> and then our guys would trade and, during and the do winter their too. Weather. Yeah, right, yes, right. They, this is what it's like here. And you're like, nah, 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 nah. I was in San Diego in February with my wife and, and my two boys. And it was hilarious to watch them do weather in, you know, in February. It's like, well, it's going to be 68 and sunny today. There's a chance it might rain, you know, Friday. And right. the hysteria that would break. I'm like, they do the same <laughs> forecast every right. day. Right. San Diego. Right. I mean, it's 72 degrees. And that's it. You might want to take right. a light jacket. It might get to the 50s in the morning. <laughs> isn't it funny, though? Or isn't it fun when you hear back from uh, people that you worked with early in your career? Yes. Uh, Diana Pierce checked. Now, I used to be an internet Channel 11 when I first started. This was uh, 89 or, or 90, whatever it was. And I was a sports intern with Bobby Hagan, who's now oh, still yeah. with the, the Minnesota Vikings. But we were back in sports, and, and uh, majors would come in there, and he would uh, drop one and get out of there. Oh! You know, but uh, I said to Diana, and to uh, and I've told this to Paul before, too, that as an intern who was always sitting in the corner observing, they were good to the help. They were always very good to the help. And they were... You know, that really shows you what somebody's like. Yeah. Uh, it's like meeting an athlete when when they're not on camera or, or talking to them or a celebrity. How are they during the breaks? How are they when, you know, the, the things people aren't watching or that kind of stuff? And that's that was nice of her to say something about Garage Logic because I always liked her because she was always good to, you know, the, the low people that she didn't really have to have any interaction with. Diana is particularly a fine human being. Mm-hmm. Just uh, forget, I can give her accolades about her professionalism, but she's just a fine human being. She is a, a, a pleasure to be around. Um, and it, you would hope your children would, would grow up and have qualities like Diana. Well, I don't want my kids to have qualities like Paul Majors, but Diana, okay, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm a, in agreement. <laughs> I'm in agreement with you. all right well we're going to wrap up this hour don i really it's been wonderful to talk to the first hour i can't wait to see we're going to talk about the next hour because i know there's more to chit chat about so thank you 1500 espn is kstp st paul minneapolis i didn't even give him time to say rook you were not accurate we will be back in just a couple of minutes with more don shelby and